It's an interrupting cow. That's what it does. It interrupts. Okay, but it's, that's not funny. It's, it's so funny. That's, no, it's yes. a knock-knock yes. joke. Oh, that's it's dumb. so funny, yes. That's dumb. Hey, how's it going, Jeanette? The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. <laughs> hey, it's, it's me. It's, it's Jesus. Lord, we take up our crosses for you every day. Oh, that's, that's so great, but, you know, the cross isn't where it ends. That's where it begins. Oh, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. It's all about you, Jesus. Well, can you guys just be real with me for a little bit? You are the air I breathe. Oh, I just, I love it when you worship. Oh, yes, praise you, Lord Jesus. But sometimes... Brie, I feel like you're just putting on a show. Jesus, please forgive me for putting on a show and being fake. I forgive you. Praise you for your grace, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, why? I just, I just want you to be able to, to talk to me. Praise hallelujah. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, like, if you would talk to someone, I want you to be able to talk to me in, in normal uh, language. Bree, tell us a joke. What? Yeah, yeah, like you were when you were coming on, on stage here. Tell us a joke. Uh, thou art holy, Lord. Oh, that's not a joke. Oh. oh. Guys, what, what are you guys doing? We're living for you, Jesus, like we do every day. Don't live for me. Live in me. When, when you live in me, then you know who you are and who you're living for. Guys, I just want something so much deeper for you. But if this is all you want... Well, church, today, I want something deeper for all of us. I'm wondering if you have ever watched the transformation of a caterpillar to a butterfly. Anybody out there ever watch that happen? All right. So it starts out, we can put up the picture, he starts out as a caterpillar, right? And it transforms into... A butterfly. Does anybody know what that is called? Metamorphosis. It's a chain. Yeah, it's beautiful. Now, to get us started, I'm wondering, is it easy for you to pick out which one is the butterfly and which one is the caterpillar? Can you tell? All right. All right. So you can, you can tell the one that's been transformed. Well, today, I would like to talk about transformation in us. We've been talking about transforming the corridor since last September. We've talked about disciples making disciples in the everyday stuff of life. And today we're going to dig into Romans 12. Romans 12, just the first two verses. I know over the last seven years I've probably used these verses a couple times, but I, I love these verses. I think they have a great message for us today. So open with me to Romans 12. We're going to read just the first two verses. I gotta tell you, I love 
here in pages flip. But to be honest, I also enjoy looking it up on my phone because it's a lot easier. So whatever way you are looking it up, just join us in reading it. But first, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, and we pray that your spirit will be active, that your spirit will transform. And God, as we walk out today and the rest of the days of our life, that people will be able to tell that we've been transformed by you. I pray this in your name. Amen. Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, many of you know that over the last seven years, there are probably a few things that you've come to expect when I come up here to preach. One of them probably is you're expecting to hear about Jesus and the good news. And so I will not fail you today. I look at verse 1 and I read through what it says and I, I see... Brothers, in the view of God's mercy. When I read that, this is what I think. That God has extended his mercy to us. And it's because of that we surrender to him. And what is this mercy? It is that he would send his only son to a broken world to fix it. And his son did that by living a perfect life, dying the perfect death, and raising again. That's the good news for us. And whether you've received that or accepted it or not, today is a day for us all to join in in agreement. That because of God's mercy, we offer our lives as living sacrifices. As I was talking to my wife, she said, you always talk about that. But then what? And as we were praying about what to say this morning... She said, how about we talk about what's next? I really think that's what verse 2 is. The what's next. Salvation in Christ, awesome, but then what? We're going to look at three words. Conform, transform, and renew. It's right there in verse 2. And what I have found is that I looked at those verses uh, and those words. Something popped out right away to me. Conform. Conform. And as I studied that word, in Greek, you can tell a lot about the tense that it's in. And that word conform is in the tense that says, this is something that you do. So we, as people, choose to conform. We choose to fashion our lives, and in this verse, according to the world, or we choose to comprise all of ourself of the world. This is what conform is. It's something that we choose to do. And this verse says, do not choose to be like the world. 
I also found it interesting that this word is only used one other time in Scripture. And it's in 1 Peter. 1 Peter 1, 14. Says this. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. The two times... The idea of conforming is used in Scripture. It says, do not conform to worldly, sinful behavior. That's ignorance. There's also probably another thing you've come to expect when I preach. And that's the Jesus book. For those of you who may not know, this is the Bible in the Hawaii pidgin language. And so I would like to read just... That section, do not conform. Hey, no make like how the people nowadays telling you how for do. Listen to that again. Sometimes it takes a couple times. Hey, no make like how the people nowadays telling you how for do. Don't do what everybody else is telling you to do. You know, people are probably not coming up and telling us to do A, B, and C, but because they are doing it, we're following. I don't know how many times I've heard, well, it's, it's just around, I'm just around it all the time at school and at work, so then it just comes out at home. Like, I'm just around swearing all the time, and so that's why it just comes out of my mouth. Whether we consciously choose to do it or not, we're still conforming to the behavior of the world. We're choosing to follow it and replicate it. And then I started thinking, I wonder if that happens in the church. Do we choose to just replicate a behavior and an action? And I think we do. Like sometimes we, as Church members conform to a certain behavior expectation rather than a savior. Right? If we, if we just pray enough, if we just read our Bible enough, if we just say the right words and show up on Sunday morning and look a certain way, then we're good. I think I read somewhere that said, not one is good. We conform to behaviors around us. And God's saying, don't conform. He's saying, transform. That's the next word right there in the passage. But be transformed. And what I love about, look, I looked at this word in the same thing. If you look back at the Greek, the tense that it is in is, it's not something you do. It's something that's done to you by an outside force. So we can't walk around and say, all right, I'm going to transform myself. I'm going to transform. We're not going to do anything. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to transform us and transform the things around us. And do you want to know what that Greek word is? Metamorpho. You heard that somewhere before? Metamorpho, metamorphosis. And I think we all agreed 
that we could tell the difference between the caterpillar that hasn't been transformed and the caterpillar that has been transformed. So I'm wondering, should we be able to tell between a person who has not been transformed and a person who has been transformed? Now this word is found four times in Scripture in the New Testament. Two of them are the same story and is out of the Gospels. Matthew 17, and it is called the Transfiguration. 17 verse 2 says, There Jesus was transfigured, transformed, metamorphosis before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became white as the light. Do you think the disciples noticed the difference? A little, a little hint to if they noticed the difference was the fact that they couldn't make complete sentences after the fact. That they saw the difference. There was a change. And, and as I looked at the other verse that this word is in, it continued to, to make more and more sense of what transformation was like. 2 Corinthians 3.18 is the other verse that this word is found in. says this, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Transformation comes through the Holy Spirit, his action in our life. And what does it look like? What does transformation look like? We reflect the Lord's glory, and become more transformed into his likeness. Transformation is the Holy Spirit in us, reflecting the glory of God to those around us. Again, the question, can you tell someone who's reflecting the glory of God and someone who's not? Again, my hope would be yes. My hope would be we can tell the difference between someone who is transformed and someone who is not. And then the last word. The transformation is seemingly a lot of an external act. But the next word, renewing. By the renewing of your mind. I read a commentary on this and this is what they said. It's not by a mere outward disconformity to the ungodly world. All right, big words. It, it's not like you don't act, it's not that you just don't act like the, the world. Because many of their actions in themselves may be virtuous and praiseworthy. Right? We we see people that, that are not Christians that care for others. They're they're kind to others. They're they're good friends. But a renewing of your mind is an inward spiritual transformation as makes your whole life new, new in its motives and its ends. Even where actions differ in nothing from those of the world, it is our motives behind those actions that are different. So a renewing is an inward renewal of why we do what we do. We are not just nice to someone because that's probably the right thing to do. 
We are nice to someone because the love of God is in us, and that is being reflected everywhere we go. So transforming is an external, renewing is an internal, and together they make a difference in what we do and what we say. We no longer live for ourselves. So when we think of transforming the corridor, I think it's a great vision. And I'm excited to hear what God is going to do in and through you. But when we think of transformation, my encouragement is for us to stop thinking of what we're going to do and what God wants to do through us. Because you know what? We can conform to behaviors that are good. Right? We, can, we can sit around a table and we can go through the motions of prayer as a family. But if we're not being transformed by the Spirit, we're just conforming to a behavior pattern. God has not called us just to conform to the things of this world. But he's called us to be transformed by his Spirit. And our action in that is just to be open and surrender to what he wants to do. My family and I have had to do that recently. Okay, God, your will. Your will. My prayer for us is that we would experience deeper. That we would not be okay with just status quo, conformity. We would not just stop at the cross of salvation, but there would be a then what? What does our life look like? And my prayer is that we would, we would stop saying things like, well, that's just a really popular TV show right now, and it's got really good acting there's a lot of garbage in it that does not honor God. Why do we conform to what the world says we should do or watch? Why? Why do we listen to songs like, I like the beat, but the message belittles so many people and is vulgar? Why do we make things okay? Why do we watch t- uh, movies and, and say, well, that's just how real life is, so it's okay to watch it? Why, why have we conformed to these ideas of the world? Why are we settling for just okay when Jesus is saying, I want deeper, I want more, and you can't get more trying harder. You only get more when you surrender. So is my prayer for us, is that we would learn to Surrender that we would be led by the Spirit and not by ourselves, that we would stop making excuses for being okay. Stop settling for less when God has so much more for us. Let's pray. God, you are a great God. And God, you have so much for us. And you desire so much for us. And we oftentimes come up short because we, we want to do it on our own. 
And we try so hard to be good and we try so hard to say the right things and do the right things. And God, the great thing is, is that you want us to just surrender and live in us. So today, Lord, live in us because we want better. Amen.